When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there, it's me. I'm back. It's your friend Toby. How you doing? Hey, it's just going to be you and me for another hour. Can you imagine that? Or if it's your first time joining me, hey, welcome. I'm not here to talk down to you from any spiritual or moral hilltop, that's for sure. But this is a recovery show. And um, I drive people crazy by saying that it's a concept show. But it is. This is a concept show about the open mind. Oh, yes. And how the open mind can do all kinds of magical, miraculous, wonderful unexpected things for us. Yeah, here in recovery, you better believe it. This is a show about recovery. It's not going to be your usual, usual show about recovery. First of all, we're not going to have any guest speakers. We're not going to have any call-ins. We're not going to take any questions. It's uh, it's just you and me. You and me for the next hour. And guess what? We're going to be talking about a very interesting subject today. <clears throat> Ready for this? Making time stand still. In recovery. And by the way, if you can make time stand still in recovery, trust me, my friend, you can make time stand still in life. Absolutely. So this is a show really about succeeding in recovery and, of course, succeeding in life. You know, if you're involved, uh, if you're caught in the revolving door of rehabs and recoveries and institutions and hospitals, or if you're bouncing from one sober living house to another, you know, hey, check this out. Maybe it's your time to stop stop this now, okay? Maybe it's over. Yeah, maybe you're going to make everything stop. Ooh, making time stand still. And check this out. Something correlates to making time stand still that I already mentioned. Yes, I did. It's called the open mind. Better believe we're going to be talking about the open mind. We're going to be talking about the open mind, which is a close cousin to faith. Oh, yeah. And faith is a close cousin of the imagination. Yeah, I pulled this quote out of a very popular uh, publication in recovery um, called The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions on page 100. Check this out. It says, perhaps our trouble was not that we used our imagination. Perhaps the real trouble was that was our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. There it is. So maybe, you know, maybe we, uh, we weren't making time stand still because we weren't getting the most out of time because we weren't investing our time properly. Oh, yeah. And investing our time properly involves <laughs> the imagination and the open mind and faith. You better believe it. Of course, the antithesis of that is fear. And quite often we invest our time based on something called fear. You better believe it. It's a, it's a selfish, self-centered, driven fear that makes us uh, invest our time towards ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a really heavy show, so, you know, fasten your seatbelt and uh, really keep an open mind and, and, um, and pay attention. We're going to be covering a lot of material here, and it's not going to be a boring hour. That's for darn sure. And I'll tell you the, what we're going to start off with in the second segment, like we do every show, is we're going to be talking about the problems with not investing our time properly or the problem with not investing and, and putting our imagination and our energies and our attention toward the right objectives. 
and time seems to fly on by, doesn't it? Oh my, how time flies. Well, we can stop that. We can stop it. Not only can we stop time flying by and wasting time and, and experiencing the Rip Van Winkle uh, effect, waking up 20 years later and not having anything to show about it. Can you relate to that? Or waking up and, and it seems like time has kind of passed us by. Life has kind of passed us by. Can you relate to that? Or maybe you have a loved one who's suffering. You better believe it. You know, they're not suffering because time has passed them by. You know, they might be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that's why a lot of people go into recovery. And one of the outcomes in recovery, yeah, like the 12-step program, as we discovered that uh, the biggest spiritual experience was this awakening that we are in the bondage of self. Oh, yeah. So, hey, check it out. Pointing our attention and our imagination towards something other than self might have something to do with slowing down time to the point where we can almost feel like we're making time stand still. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, quick, I'm supposed to give the, the highlights. You know, you're not going to hear a lot about me. Toby C. coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California. Hotbed of recovery. I'm doing this uh, just as a function of honoring my agreement with a God of my understanding who I re, who got reacquainted with in, in recovery. And, um, and he asked me, as he does many sufferers who come to him, and enter into that agreement. Maybe you've heard this agreement before. Oh, God, help me. When we're at our utter breaking point, when we're at our most pitiful and incomprehensible and demoralized low, we scream out to God. Have you ever experienced that, that uh, contract with God? You were entering into a contract with God, or maybe your loved one was. And just like me and so many of us self-centered human survivalists, we break our agreement with God. So, hey, that's all I'm doing, just trying to carry a message, having had a spiritual awakening. How about that? And uh, I guess the more I do it, the better I, I get at it. And we're going to be talking about this in the fourth and final segment of this show, that you can be sitting right here with me carrying this message. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. It's in the spirit of something called sponsorship. Check that out. <sighs> Listen, if you're just joining us, we're really just mashing it out here. I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment with Toby C. It's a program about recovery. And today, we're talking about making time stand still in recovery. Or better yet, making time stand still in life. And why do we want to do that? I'll tell you why we want to do that. So we can enjoy life. We can savor every sour pitiful, distasteful, disdainful, painful <laughs> taste of every ingredient that God puts into the, to his mystical, mysterious, miraculous stew. And, and we're just, <laughs> we're not eating the stew right, man. Rainbow stew, baby. Oh, yeah. Take a deep breath, though. I got to tell you, before we enter into this journey about hey, how, how to make time stand still in recovery, I got a, just a quick public service announcement, spiritual PSA for anybody who's suffering, who's out there and alone and isolated, and you're suffering, you can't figure out why, uh, why God or the devil wants to keep you in hopeless bewilderment. So here's the deal. Before you can make time stand still and really enjoy and savor life, um, you got to come out of hiding. And that's my announcement. And I got to tell you, do you know who I'm talking to? 
there's people out there that can be in a group of a small room with a group of 200 people around them and they're still still feeling alone they're still in hiding they still have this this cacophony of 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 insanity and screaming going on in their head that says you don't understand me but they don't have the guts to tell everybody around them so and what what do we do quite often you're truly experienced that like so many of us and we isolate from the problem. The problem is defective relationships with people. So, of course, the, the solution is to isolate and to alienate ourselves. It's right where the devil wants us. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, people are the problem. So we think when we're sick. And so to eliminate the problem, we eliminate people. And let me tell you, people, people who do not need people are cursed. I can guarantee you that. I've been there. You don't have to worry about dying and going to hell. You can slip into a living hell right here on earth. It's a lonely prison. It's called the bondage of self. Maybe you've heard of it. Hey, so whatever you're doing <laughs> to be alone and to isolate and what they call in codependency, they call it one of the five afflictions of self and it's called the avoidance patterns. If you're practicing avoidance, come on, knock it off. You got to get to the group. You got to find and re-engage with the group. If you're not already in the group, and by the way, if you are in a group, Sit all the way down in your seat and sit still in the group. And may I suggest that you show up early for the group and show the group some respect and sit down all the way through the very end and hang around and, and talk to people in the group and bond with the group. And something happens in the group. I'm telling you, something miraculous happens in the group. Is The point comes where we no longer depend on the group. We become a part of the group. There it is. And we don't depend on people in the group. We depend on this power, this spiritual entity that expresses itself through the group. And I swear to God, it's a beautiful energy. Some people call it God. God expresses himself through the group. And I can guarantee you, God does not express himself through a needle or a bottle when we're isolated and alone. Agreed? Absolutely. I'll tell you, man, that needle and spoon and bottle, and all the other afflictions of self, deviant sex, gambling, overeating. Oh, come on. Just goes on and on, doesn't it? And what happens? Time just flies by, doesn't it? Life passes us by. So if you want to, if you want to really start making time stand still and slow down, you got to get out of isolation. You got to get into the group. And you're going to experience something called the God particle in the group. Oh, yeah. The Higgs boson particle. We're going to be talking about that. Mm. It's going to be an educational seminar. Not only spiritual, but educational. Now, we're going to have some fun with it, okay? That's what we do in recovery. We don't take ourselves too serious, right? Try to keep an open mind to all the possibilities that are out there. And that's what God wants us to do. But I'm telling you, we can't keep an open mind when we're trying to open it with drugs and alcohol and other obsessions of self. Get to the group. I swear, I know you can find the group. You know what you're suffering from. And you find your group. It might be called Codependence Anonymous.
Hmm. So take a deep breath. Come to the group. Come back into recovery. And I'm going to give you a couple of little helpful hints how to, how to calm down with something other than drugs and alcohol and some obsessive uh, acting out behavior. I'm going to tell you how to open your mind. I'm going to not tell you, but I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions and a couple of tools and tricks that I employ. And I'm telling you, it makes time stand still. It's sweet. It's called the sweet spot. It is called the God particle. You know, you don't have to spend billions of dollars to mash around an electron and a proton to sort through it to find it. You can find that God particle right there in the AA fellowship meeting or any fellowship. It doesn't have to be the 12-step meeting or AA. It could be Gamblers Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Sex Maniacs Anonymous. Get to the group. When I come back, we're going to be talking about what we do to not make time stand still in recovery or in life. And maybe that's why we can't get out of the revolving door called rehabs and recovery and insanity. Yeah. I'm Toby C. The show's called In This Moment. We're going to be right back called Making Time Stand Still in Recovery. We're going to be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. More of In This Moment with Toby C. All right, here's a fact. No matter how much energy you put into a particle, and that means you, it will always move slower than the speed of light. Yeah, there it is. So slow down, you know, you're moving too fast. You're investing your time improperly. You know, remember the, remember the tortoise and the hare story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so many of us are, we're the hare, aren't we, man? We're in a rush, right? We want to save time. In fact, we think if we have, uh, if we can save, to- uh, save time, that we'll have more of it or we'll have hopefully more of the right kind of it. But we don't. It's, it still eludes us, doesn't it? The more we save time, the more we want to save more time. It's kind of like gambling. The more we win, the more we want to win. More, correct? Yeah. Listen, I'm just going to hit the highlights on, on why some of us really, um, we get caught in this time warp, just time and life just flies by and we go, what the heck happened, man? You know, what happened? Where did it go? Well, you know, life passed us by. Well, let's be clear on one thing, okay? The reason why so many of us are in a rush and, and invest our time improperly is because we're in fear. There it is. Yeah, fear that we're not going to get something we desire or, or we're terrified that we're going to lose something that we have and we have to protect it. There it is. So let's be clear about that. And, and I'm telling you, that's one of the cornerstones of recovery, my friend. 
that. And, and when you come in, I don't care what vocation or, or channel or, or program you work, you know, you're going to understand that there's the bondage of self, there's self-consciousness, and there's something called God-consciousness. <laughs> there's something called fear. It's what we're talking about here. And the antithesis of fear, which is faith. Just keep it simple, you know? And when we're in fear, we can become distracted. Yeah, we become distracted. We don't have that peace that, um, that only a power greater than ourselves can give to us that can really help us enjoy time and enjoy life. We become distracted. Oh, yeah. We become distracted with the lights, camera, action, the bling. <sighs> I don't know. I read somewhere... That deep down in every man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea of God, but it may be obscured by calamity and turmoil and by pomp and ego. There it is. And by worship of other things and worship of other people. So we're too busy, you know, popping other people or other things upon some pedestal and sacrificing them at the altar of intolerance or... Uh, or obsessing about something, you know, we're distracted. And what we do is we cut ourselves off from, from the sanctity and the safety and the calm of, of something called God. I'm so sorry that I had to pierce your virgin ears with the G word, okay? But call it whatever you want. Just don't call it yourself. Call it a power greater than yourself, you know, some of us choose to call it God, but a lot of people call it Big Brother or Yahweh or whatever you want to call it. Just don't call it yourself. But we cut ourselves off from that power because we're distracted. And we're distracted because we're in fear. And, we're, and we've got a lifetime of practicing this distraction, this fear-driven behavior. And it's called denial. We're not even aware that we do it. And by the way, don't worry if, you know, you're not the only one who's trying to uh, beat the clock in the universe of, in, in, you know, we're all born survivalists, okay? That's how we're wired. Not all of us get a chance to really calm down. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, we want to identify, we want to hang around people who can save time. You know, we become intolerant, we become impatient with people who waste our time. How about that? Can you relate to that? Of course, you know, haste. Haste makes waste. We've got to be efficient. I'll tell you, if you get too efficient, your cheese can slip right, of the other, right off the other side of the cracker and you, beca you become neurotic. There it is. If you try to become too efficient and, 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 and exercise too much time management, you become, <laughs> you become a neurotic. You drive everybody else around you crazy too. It is selfish, self-centered behavior. It's greed. It's a greed of trying to capture more time than is, is possible or do us. There's something called God's time, don't forget. We're on God's time, not your time, buddy. Can you relate to that? But we always come out of the womb thinking, hey, this, you know, we're the, we're the master of our universe. You know, we're, we make our own time. We make our own successes. We make our own failures. No, we don't. We invest our time and point our imagination toward the wrong objectives, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. And then we get tempted. We get tempted by the, by the traps of greed and lust and anger and pride. Simple behavior. And it's harmful. It hurts people. One of the biggest problems with, with being in a rush all the time, trying to be efficient, is it hurts people. You know, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate.
And it's not a great way to get along with people, that's for darn sure. How about that? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. When our beloved Partridge family, David Cassidy, right before he passed away from alcoholism, he said, I can't believe how much time I wasted. I'm Toby C. In this moment with Toby C's The Show, we're talking about making time stand still in recovery and in life. Yeah, check it out. We're going to be right back with the solutions. Now some hints how to really work it. Be right back after this break. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. Okay, I'm really uh, stepping out the box here by talking about this subject, making time stand still in recovery and in life. Are you ready? Don't you hate people who give the answer right in the very beginning of the, of the, <laughs> of the lesson? Here's the answer. You've got to be in a state of awe. A-W-E. There it is. The state of awe is somehow connected to the open mind. And the open mind is a portal to God consciousness. And God consciousness floods our mind with all this incredible energy and all this power. It's called God's grace. And, and when we're overstimulated with God's grace, time almost stands still. Now, there's a couple of different ways to experience awe, okay? A lot of us experience awe in near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. Maybe you've heard people who, um, who right before they uh, have a life-threatening uh, or near-death experience, time stands still. You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Well, some people say that this is an—it's um, something— Something in us is triggering the stress hormone that might speed up the brain. And when it says it might speed up the brain, it means might speed up our thought process in our mind, which is a fancy way of saying our mind opens, okay? And when our mind opens, the faster and more open our mind becomes, the more the external world appears to slow down. It's almost a... Um, let me give you an example. It's, it's called time warping. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, you know, our, our, you know we, we experience this fragile illusion which is stitched together by the brain's clever editing and it can make us feel like we're experiencing time warping. It's because we're allowing all this energy 
to flow into our open mind. And our open mind is speeding up close to the speed of light. And remember, you can never achieve the speed of light, even in thought, but you can get darn close to it. Yeah, you can get darn close to it. It's called the open mind, and it's, it's, it's often overlooked because it's very transient. It's very passing, you know? People talk about these near-death experiences where everything was in slow motion right before the two cars collided, but then they, they kind of move on. They don't really give it much thought. You know, it was like everything was in slow motion and broken up and it was in freeze frame. Oh, yeah. So you've heard the story. Let me tell you what's going on here, okay? What's going on is at that particular moment, we're opening up our minds to all the possibilities that are in the universe of how to handle the situation that's in front of us. And we're letting all the energy and God into our mind. That's exactly right. And we're becoming open-minded, as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. There it is. Does that sound familiar? I'm telling you, people in recovery, you hit bottom, my friend. You know, we're trying to figure out all the solutions out there, man. You know, we're done. We're done trying to open up our minds with drugs and alcohol and deviant sex and gambling and overeating and all the other insane, crazy behavior. Now in this, in this moment of calm, because we're busted, disgusted, and nobody can trust us, you know, this is our moment to become as open-minded to conviction, to the conviction that there is a loving God, there is a power greater than ourselves. And the moment we start pointing our imagination and our mind to the, the possibility of the existence of a loving God who never left us, he was always there, all of this energy comes floating flowing into our minds. And the open mind is a portal to an open heart. That's exactly what happens. We open up our minds and we open up our hearts. Why? Why do we do this in recovery? Why do we clean house and open up our minds and our hearts? So that the grace of God can enter us and do what? Expel the obsession. What obsession, Toby? (laughs) The obsession of self. Remember? Yeah, so long as we're caught up in the bondage of self, time is going to fly by. But I got to tell you, my friend, if you can get into the zone, if you can get into this, this state of awe, where you feel that time was more expansive, I'm telling you, this state of awe, this state of awe that, oh my God, I'm still alive, I can't believe it, I'm not dead yet. This state of awe that, that oh my God, I'm getting better and I'm actually going to be useful to another human being someday. This state of awe of witnessing the miracle of God's, of God's energy, allowing our minds to open up and witness the energy in this state of awe. And, and who wants to be in the state of awe? Typically not the normies, the people typically who want to be in the state of awe, who experience the state of awe, are people who end up in recovery. You know, the state of awe, my friend, another word for it is called God consciousness. If you're just joining us, my name is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. We're talking about making time stand still in recovery and making time stand still in life for that matter, right? Succeeding in recovery and succeeding in life. And check this out. In this book called Alcoholics Anonymous, on page 567, appendix two, first page, it's only a page and a half, it says it right there. 
Most alcoholics agree, or most drug addicts agree, or most sufferers agree, that in order to recover, we must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. There it is. Followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. They're describing, they're describing the zone. They're describing this attitude that takes place. They're talking about this, this awakening, this awareness. And I am telling you, it is where time stands still. It's where we experience the screaming sound of silence. It's where we finally realize that we are not only able to receive forgiveness, but give it too. It comes to the point where we where we finally point our imagination toward the right objective and we stop pointing our imagination toward the bondage of self and our self-centered motives and we try to point our imagination towards God's will. All right, Toby, stop talking and all these euphemisms. What's God's will? Well, hey, how about this? Maybe God's will is simply to get along with our fellow brethren today. How about that? And I can guarantee you, we already talked about it. You're not going to be getting along with your fellow man and woman if you're in a rush. You're putting, and you're putting the bum rush on everybody and you're turning everybody into a neurotic. No. I'll tell you how you get along with people. The best way to get along with people is be chill, is be calm, is to be a man or a woman of faith and know that God loves you and he's going to take care of everything. You know, experience and open ourselves up to the awe, the awe of God. And I feel so sorry for people who just kind of cruise through life in, in this normal state, if there is such a state of normality, the people who never have a chance to hit bottom and experience the awe, the near-death experience, the insanity of self. But I'll tell you, there's something so sweet about being as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen and let God in as only the dying can be, as, as we experience this awe. This awe is called God. We experience God's grace. We're no longer on our time. We're on God's time. There it is. Try to tell your boss that sometime. Sorry, Toby said, I'm no longer on your time. I'm on God's time. <laughs> See how long that lasts. So, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. You know, we give everybody a break. We just chill. Come on, man. Stop being intolerant and rushing everybody. I don't know what the opposite of a neurotic is, but maybe a, a, a person who's humble and chill and not trying to call too much attention to themselves and not trying to worry about how much they can pack into the stream of life, you know, but, uh, but what they could contribute to the world. And, and, and I love it. You know, there's something about... <laughs> about having our, fem- our feet firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. How about that? You know, the people who really don't recover are, are usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. What, they're, what they might be really talking about is, is men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being calm. Men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being in a state of awe and open-mindedness and faith and calm and chill and awareness and in gratitude and in peace.
There it is. I'm telling you, my friend, if you want to savor every last little drop of life, you got to slow it down. Got to slow it down. Mm -hmm. You got to let go, absolutely. You got to completely give yourself to this simple program if you want to recover. Because those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Yeah, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of hitting that zone, of hitting that, that, that awe, that, that moment of where they're honest with themselves. And God, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You can do this, my friend. And I'm going to tell you in this final segment there's a lot of different ways to get into the zone. There's a lot of different ways to experience awe. There's a lot of different ways to, to make time stand still and augment the temporal experience. Mm. Well, it happens to be serving something other than ourselves. It's called getting out of ourselves. Serving others. And if you're not careful, if you stay in the zone too long, you might discover that when you're serving others, when you're paying attention to others, what you're really doing is you're paying attention to a power greater than yourself. There it is. I don't know if anybody told you this yet, but um, you're going to become a sponsor. If you didn't get the memo in recovery, the purpose of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. Not only are you going to become a sponsor, but you're going to make time stand still. You're going to get into the zone by paying attention to another suffering soul. Oh yeah, and that's what God wants you to do. <laughs> wants you to keep your feet firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. And if you do your work, if you honor your commitment, you get a gift. It's a priceless gift. It's called time standing still, man. It's the sweet spot of life and recovery. I'm going to be right back. Toby C. in this moment, making time stand still in recovery. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C., I challenge you to go out there and find some other podcast or one-hour live radio show that is in the recovery genre, and they're talking about making time stand still. Well, check this out. There's something called the time distortion exercises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the time distortion exercises, my friend, are about hypnosis and changing your message and changing somebody else's message. Oh, yeah. See, 
When you change your message in recovery, my friend, you're going to be able to handle all these stressful near-death experiences because you're going to be able to view all these problems and approach them from every single angle in a matter of seconds because you're going to be simply trusting your subconscious mind. Yeah. You're going to establish a better awareness and faith in your own abilities. It's called intuition. And that's one of the nice outcomes in, in uh, recovery is that if you do it right and you get into the zone, you, you, it's like you develop a sixth sense, an intuition. You have an, an intuitive thought. You better believe it you do. You know, time-distorted thought seems to have superior clarity. You better believe it. Sometimes our, 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 our life and death depend on it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, here's the deal. You're going to become a sponsor. You are going to really love working with other people. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that the reason why you're going to love working with other people, why you're going to love paying attention and spending time with other people, the reason why you're going to love being a lay hypnotherapist with people, okay, is because you're going to really enjoy watching them change. You're going to enjoy watching people slip into the zone. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have had something to do with that change, you see. You're going to become a sponsor because you're going to experience something called joy. It's the kind of joy you could never experience when you were out there acting out with all of your human self-centered self-serving behaviors, this joy. This joy comes from God. It's a gift. And when you're in the zone, when you're in the joy zone, time stands still, baby. It's beautiful. You're in no rush anymore. You're on God's time. And you become more efficient. We're not foolishly burning up energy when we are trying to arrange the world to suit ourselves. So we are going to become more efficient. And it's not because we're running around like a neurotic jackrabbit. It's because we're chill. What's going to happen is you're going to become a guiding light for somebody who's, who's blinder and who's suffering more than you are. Can you imagine that? You're going to stand at the end of that long, dark tunnel holding that guiding light and gesturing to your fellow man or woman to come this way, to, to walk down this path to a faith that actually works to join you in a fellowship and a program that works under all circumstances. There it is. And you're going to spend time with this person and you're going to bury your nose in spiritual publications and you're going to read chapters, pages out of these chapters, you know, taking turns reading one paragraph at a time or one page at a time and taking turns and, and pausing and, and talking about it and discovering and, and, and discussing and and enjoying the, the revelation of these things called principles. Principles that are spiritual in their nature. And you're going to soon discover that these principles, spiritual in their nature, if you discover them and if you practice them as a way of life, they're going to expel the obsession. The obsession to waste time. <laughs> to burn up time foolishly. 
to serve ourselves, yeah. Oh yeah. What's going to happen is you're going to watch some suffering soul that you've been working with. All of a sudden, their, their message is going to change. They're going to slow down. They're going to move into a new zone. You're going to witness right before your eyes somebody that you've been paying attention to. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden for this man or woman, life will take on new meaning. To watch others recover. To see them help others when before they could help nobody but themselves. To see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. You know what they're talking about? This experience, a super secret code for joy. You're going to get this joy, man. I swear to God, if you get this joy, if you get, if you, if you get sucked into the joy zone, man, you're going to love it. Time stands still. It's wonderful. And you don't have to be all jacked up to do it. And I'll tell you, what's nice about the joy zone is, is the more you, you go into the joy zone, the better you get at it. Oh, yeah. And quite often, it's others who pull us into the joy zone where two or more are gathered. There is the joy zone, okay? Get it? The joy zone ain't alone. That's <laughs> the misery zone. There it is. And you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen is um, you're going to come to the point where you're going to love your group. Remember we started the show about the group, the power of the group? You're going to love the group because, you know, frequent contact with the newcomers that you're going to experience in the group and frequent contact with our fellow men and women on, in the group, your home group, the one that you go to every day, it's going to become the bright spot of your life. It's going to be number one. There it is. And I want to let you know before we finish up this show, man, I'm telling you, if you want to stop this insanity this burning up life, okay? If you want to get better once and for all, okay? Get into the zone, okay? And not the auto zone, man. Get into the God zone, the joy zone. And come into recovery and experience the joy of working with others. And you're going to become addicted to it. And it's going to give you an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit one day at a time. It's called sobriety. We have a reason now to be sober. Why? Not for ourselves, but for the other guy. I don't know about you, man. I never had an overwhelming, compelling reason to get sober. I always had one to get loaded. But I finally found the joy zone, man. And, and this joy zone, this sponsorship, where time stands still, I love it. I'm addicted to it. And it overwhelms any insane notion to go out there and drink and drug ever again, or just for today. How about that? Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're wrapping it up. My name is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. And we just mashed out an hour about how to make time stand still in recovery and how to make time stand still in life, too. How to enjoy the sweet nectar of life. Take care. God bless. Come back soon. I love you. Bye-bye. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 